0: When I had started, a lot of the competitors and other folks who had started around the same time had their names as their website. But I was like, this has to be bigger than me. I don't know anything about fitness. I'm gonna hire awesome fitness people who know what they're doing. I had just become a mom, but I didn't want this to be a mommy place. Like I wanted this to be for moms who are interested in fashion and beauty and lots of other things. So very early on, I wanted to make sure it wasn't only driven by my voice. So here we had this dilemma, this this fact,
1: fact. almost a decade researching this subject. From the Hint offices in San Francisco, I'm Kara Golden.
0: Every aspect of your metabolic health improves.
1: Each week, we're talking to innovators and game changers who think outside the box and tackle problems that few address. What does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. I'm so excited to share this interview with Lisa Sugar, founder of Pop Sugar, one of the largest media companies around. We dive into the why behind Pop Sugar, what it's like to work with our spouses. We've both been 12 years working side by side with our husbands, how to create your own company culture, how to figure out your brand message, and we even cover some of the favorite public speaking tips. You won't want to miss this episode. Lisa, I am so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for coming. Everybody, this is Lisa Sugar, founder and president of Pop Sugar. Yes. So Lisa, I, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about like why you started it and some of your background yeah. and and we'll talk a little bit more about some other things as well. But just as a starter, like why Pop Sugar, how did it get started?
0: Pop Sugar got started when I was working in advertising and I knew that is not where I wanted to be. Um, I loved my job. I was learning a lot, but there was a lot I did not like. And in my 20s, I was experiencing, you know, a lot of trying to figure out what I wanted to do and, Mm -hmm. you know, had really bad nights and was definitely the the day-to-day job that I was doing was not my calling. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had reached crossroads of trying to figure out what it was I was gonna do. I grew up on the East Coast and lived in New York before we moved out to San Francisco and really wanted to get into media and entertainment And I was here and I thought I'd only be here for like three to five years, but I didn't want to get into local stuff because I was like, I'm going to be here temporarily. And tech was the only other big thing here, which was also not my calling. Um, So I stayed in advertising and uh, at the time blogs were starting and I had some friends who were encouraging me to write, but I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I've never really done this before. And so it was finally at a crossroads where a good friend came over. He was a journalist at Business 2.0 and all these great, reputable, you know, magazines. And he was listening to me talk, and he was like, you should just start writing. Like, you just have so much knowledge in your head and stuff that I thought was useful.
1: So it started as a blog. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I just started writing every day. I didn't even tell my friends I was doing it. I was still working full-time in advertising. And um, Brian taught me, my husband uh, taught me, built the site for me taught me basic coding and I got so addicted to it and I would start looking at the stats and seeing how many people were coming and reading a certain story and it just fueled the fire for me to want to write more and more. more. So you really,
1: you had no idea what you were doing initially? No idea. No idea. And you just went and started building and doing it and just and seeing what, what consumer reaction, right. I knew
0: what was out there and I knew I wanted something different. I knew that they didn't, the sites that were out there didn't necessarily speak to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved magazines and I loved, um, you know, watching as much TV as I could. And what was great about my job is I got early access to both magazines and all the shows on television. So initially I thought pop would be about reviews of shows mm-hmm. and ratings and more entertainment and industry news. But as I started writing, people were more interested in, you know, the lives of celebrities or maybe a beauty product or something new that I had tested and tried and just actually giving advice. Um, So I started catering to more of that content. Um, I went through the filter of being a fan. I loved celebrities. I loved being entertained. So writing it in a voice, like as if I'm just sitting here talking to you about like, oh, my God, you have to watch this new show. It's amazing. I'm dedicating all of my time to this. And the fact that I wrote it in a different voice that wasn't sort of a, you know, boring who, what, where, when Mm -hmm. magazine um, or the really the other stuff that was out there at the time was extremely snarky and nasty. And Pop Sugar was very fun. Positive.
1: Positive. Yeah. No, I remember in the especially in the early days when you started writing. I mean, it was interesting. People told me that oh, they're a husband and wife team as well. And so I would hear about you guys all the time and people would always say, oh, do you know Lisa Sugar? And I didn't know you. But so working with your husband, yes. so I get this question all the time because yes. my husband and I work together too. And I mean, it's funny. I People always say, what's it like to work with your husband? And I always have this opinion, like what's it like not to work with your husband? Because I actually think that it makes life simpler because I'm not trying to figure out <laughs> You know what he's doing right. with his job, and there's no competition about whose job is more important, That's and yes. you know things like that. So it's what? All for the greater good. Right, exactly. And raising a family. Yeah. And I, I never thought I'd work with my husband. Um, so it was,
0: um, it was amazing that it just worked out the way that it did. I started writing Pop Sugar, and in six months it just took off. And Brian's background is in retail and. Uh, he's also an engineer, so he builds sites. And he had built a handful of sites uh, for J. Crew and Kmart and Martha Stewart. And he saw how fast PopShirt was growing. So he was like, I see a business here. Yeah. And ah, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. And immediately was like, Quit your job. He told me, he said, like, Quit your job and work on this non stop. Build an audience. Don't worry about where the money's coming from yet. Like, just Smart. do this. And so that was six months after I'd started. We just found out I was pregnant with our first daughter. And then he quit his job about six months later. And, you know, it makes the day-to-day easier, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I never thought we'd work together, but it's great. I mean, we walk our girls to school in the morning and then we walk into work together. There are times where I'm like, we have to go into a conference room right now because like I have to look at our calendars and we have to plan and figure out who's going to be where and when. And I couldn't do that if he was somewhere else, right? right. So. There's there's good and bad parts of it. Obviously, there's parts where you just sort of like, I wanna not talk about work right now because I'm tired and I just put the kids to spend. Right. there are times where, you know, we realize we have to have the conversation or he can see I obviously have so much going on, so he needs to stop and support me to figure out where I need help. And yeah. it's great. I mean, we've been doing this now twelve years. We certainly we have some ground rules. Like we try not to travel too much together because we have three daughters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But over the years, the demands of the company have also made it harder in the sense that people do want both of us at certain things but we've had it's been a really great balance i mean i don't remember what life was like not working with him you know so it's great
1: i've had so many of my friends especially my friends who have unfortunately gotten divorced have said like unlike you guys there was this competition in our house of whose job was more important and like, what I see you guys doing, I wish that I had that. And I was like, really? Like, I mean, it's just, but I hear this over and over again. It's how about your team Yeah, you know? no, it's totally.
0: Like all in this, we really all are in it together. I've really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And how about your kids? Like seeing you, you know, launch a company and do something together if they ever commented on... Yeah. seeing their parents working together. So
0: our oldest daughter came with us to work for the first three years. Oh, wow. Which was magical because I had no idea how to start a company and I had no idea how to raise a child. Yeah. So figuring it all out at the same time was, um, it was great. We had the support of the people we were hiring. At You know, I was worried too. We were hiring a lot of young women who like, you know, coming out of college, do they really want to have like a six month around? But it actually fostered a really great culture for us. Yeah. So Katie came to work with us for... Three years and then I was like I think she should be going to school yeah. <laughs> so you know put her in preschool now it's now I think it is special we you know try to have the kids come to school you know in with their classmates mm-hmm. super fun yeah and um and they they get it they see what we've built and I you know I think you know i've even said to brian like we have to be better when we come home from work together to show that like you know give, us even giving each other a hug. like i remember my mom my dad would walk in my mom would you know we'd all be ready to sit down to dinner dad would come in everybody gives him a hug including my mom like big hug and kiss i'm like our kids don't see that you yeah. know, because we're just together all the time so we have to remember um to show our kids like that this isn't a normal thing yeah like, most parents don't work together so when we come home um, you know, the kids The kids definitely, I think, see that it's something special that we've created together.
1: It's interesting. My, I think my kids are a little bit older than yours, but I, I was talking about actually the, the daughter that worked for you guys uh-huh. last summer that was working as an intern in your New York offices. We were uh, talking about Silicon Valley and yeah. some of the challenges that women have in Silicon Valley, especially all of the things that have been written about lately. And she's very, very interested in, or I shouldn't say she's very interested in writing, but she's very good at science and technology. And so we keep pushing her, you know, maybe you should be looking at science and technology. And she said to us a couple of weeks ago while we were away for the holidays together, she said, you know, I hear about all of these challenges in Silicon Valley with like large companies. And then I think, can I actually go and create my own culture? Can I actually go, rather than joining a culture that I might not be that interested in, even though they might be doing some kind of cool product, why are you guys trying to encourage me to go and join a culture? And we didn't even think about it as a culture. We thought about it as, you know, Silicon Valley, like science and technology. And it's so interesting what I see my kids are picking up on because they see this culture that we've created here And although it it may not be perfect, it's, it's a special, right. It's a special thing. So I feel like we're providing teaching moments and I'm sure you guys are as well for your kids. Yeah.
0: And I think, you know, similarly, like one of my daughters already great in math and we think the same way. And, um, you know, sometimes you know, she jokes, well, you know, I wouldn't want to do writing like you anyways, mom. And, but I always say to her, you know, I left my job in advertising because I was, managing the multi-million dollar budgets mm-hmm. down to the last penny in an Excel chart. And I was like, this is not what interests me. But even in what I'm doing now, there's still so much math involved. And obviously from an totally. engineering and technology perspective, you know, we try to have more female engineers than the, the average because we're such a female friendly company. Um, so trying to recruit more women in technology and with engineering backgrounds to be a part of a company where we have that culture that is hopefully not the same as what the rest of Silicon Valley heart, Silicon really you know, and, and something we, we pride ourselves on. Yeah. And I think that's one of the best things about starting own company, right. Is you can create the culture you want. Totally. And we've spent a lot of time, you know, whether it was having Katie with us at the office those mm-hmm. first three years, while we went from, you know, zero to 150 employees, um, to now where our kids aren't in the office every day, but still wanting people to think that this is, a family run business, even though it's 400 employees and offices everywhere like right. around the world, right? It's hard. So, um, but we definitely pride ourselves on trying to make it a very female friendly, you know, we've got, so everybody is going and getting married, having babies and you want them to come back. Yeah. Um, so we, we work really hard at making sure. Well, I think you guys house. have
1: done that. I mean, I think you guys have <laughs> definitely done that. So it's a very friendly environment where people, you know, feel that. And I think it really starts with, you know, you and Brian and and having that uh, from the get-go. So, so when you started this company, I mean, it was out of, you know, you're writing, you've got a blog, and you started to grow. What was the biggest pain point, like, that you felt that really you thought, oh, wow, I don't know, I mean... Was there a point where you felt like I might need to shut this thing down? Do I?
0: Definitely not. I mean, I think there's been many pain points as Mm -hmm. far as our business has changed. Mm -hmm. And there's been challenges that have brought great Mm -hmm. advantages to us as well. So like mobile didn't exist. Um, Social really, the way that it exists now, did not exist. There was no Instagram, Snapchat, um, or even Facebook for everyone beyond students. So having to rearrange how we create our content, staff, our business, that kind of stuff is challenging. But never the breaking point of having to shut it down. Yeah, like, yeah. You, no, you it's, kept been, it was. Yes, yeah. and we have a team that is very, you know, financially responsible. Um, we have not taken in a gazillion dollars like a lot of our competitors, which is really great for us. I mean, we really pride ourselves on running a profitable business, which is not easy to do in media. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and 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 that's something that's been important to us because we do have a lot of competitors coming out of nowhere, especially in the past five years. You know, it's easy to create content like anybody can start, you know, and and just like pop sugar over 10 years ago, if you, if you catch that voice and that wave, you can get really great growth. Mm -hmm. But then it's actually turning it into the business that can work with brand partners and extend, you know, into licensing and other things that that I think is a lot harder. And I think we have set ourselves up for success
1: after a lot of learning, after a lot of learnings along the way. And so, so I know for example we were part of uh, your pop sugar the yes. box, which yes. was great. We yes. loved being a part of that, which is super great now have you do you have any plans for launching any new products or
0: yeah. um, we are launching a beauty line Oh in awesome March, oh, that's great um, in Ulta stores, which I'm very excited about oh, yay. and this is a wonderful marriage of amazing brand partner. They spend a lot of money with us to reach our audience. Mm-hmm. They know that we can, get our messaging out. They know that we have a ton of beauty junkies, like millions of people who just can't wait to read more and more content on beauty. We also tap into them and ask them a lot of insights and questions. And then we partnered with this amazing woman whose background is off the charts, who wanted to start doing licensing with brands. And she and I met and we were like, let's do this. So we met with Ulta, sold them on the idea. And it's just this amazing you know, collaboration now of having a, you know, beauty by pop sugar in Ulta stores. It'll also be online in its own, you know, beauty awesome. by pop sugar site, but it's a full makeup line and we're going to end up doing, you know, skincare and perfume and the whole thing. And it's been a really fun process for me because I am a, as much as I started really being this sort of celebrity entertainment, fanatic, I also have always been a beauty junkie. So yeah. just testing products and having a really fun time learning about why we're going to go in certain directions or um, being able to now see how things like Instagram obviously can influence the type of products we want to create because mm-hmm. they're just like really great for you know that social moment and that picture and we know our audience will love that too so it's a great it's a great variety of like classic and traditional tinted moisturizers and eyeshadows and bombs to this really fun product that's going to be like an in and out limited edition because we know that people will want it for just fun
1: for the fun of yeah it. yeah that's great and also such a great partner actually I, I was just uh, at a conference and Seeing some data on like top retailers in terms of growth, and Ulta, uh, all over the world, they, I mean, there was everything from grocery retailers to um, regional retailers, and Ulta was one that was like had the top ten growth, and I think it actually bypassed like Costco in terms of their growth, and I was I was looking at it. yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah. And also a female CEO. Yeah. Um so who has an interesting background as well. Yes. Um really really great. That's yes. awesome. So you talked a little bit about funding. Yes. Um, lots of people who come into uh, the care network are always really interested in how do you do it? Like how did you decide to do it? So as you said, you didn't raise you haven't raised as much capital. Yes. Being profitable is really important which, you know, we have also structured our company in yes. the same way. So
0: much as I would love to own a camp someday, we're yeah. not running a camp. Yeah. Like we want everyone to come to work and have fun, but at the end of the day, like we have to be making money.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so, how did you make decisions about that, and especially like, did you get VC money, yes. private equity? Um,
0: so, in April, my husband had left his job, and we decided June first is when we really started. And we, mm-hmm. you know, had our first day of training, and actually, um, I went into labor two weeks early with Katie. So. Oh my God. I was like, all right, we have, a you know, first six people, like engineers, somebody who was going to help me start writing because I was having a baby and figure out how to hire some other people, somebody who was going to spell check for me because that was the one thing I was always like, I need someone spelling, you know, I'm writing so fast. Oh my God, and like, that's I so funny. like a copy copy editor. So we had our first six people went into labor. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the hospital. We'll be right back. You guys can hang here. <laughs> so funny. Um, and, and Brian was at not sure at first if we wanted to take in money. He was like, let's just, you know, it's getting big really quickly. We're getting the audience. Um, let's just concentrate on building this brand and building the audience. And we were fortunate enough um, at the time to be courted by a few of the Silicon Valley mm-hmm. firms here. And so we met with, we only met with three. And very quickly, there was a really nice marriage with us and Sequoia is who is our main investor. Oh, great. And, you know, Michael Moritz has been on our board since the beginning and has been nothing but an amazing, you know, That's great. mentor and um, advisor and... You know, supporter. And we said early on, we're not in this to flip this. Like, this is a long the building a media business takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so just know that coming in. And, you know, I think Mike having a background in journalism and publishing, mm-hmm. something in Brian and I, and liked the idea of starting this company with us. So we've, they're really our, our main investors and have been with us this entire time.
1: That's great. Yeah. That's great. So, That's a good story, actually, because yeah, yeah. it's. So uh, we
0: took in funding in September. So it was a few months after we sort of got started.
1: And then they politics. just follow-ons yes. along the way. That's, yeah. that's a great story. And you said you're up to 400 people. You have an office here in San Francisco and then one in New York. Any yes. other?
0: we have um, studios in L.A. in Culver City. We have a big studio where we do majority of our video. Um, we have offices in London,
1: uh, Chicago, because it's a huge
0: advertising base for us. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of our advertisers are in the Midwest. So we have a team in Chicago and then London. So they are our main...
1: Interesting. Yeah. And so in terms of, I mean, you guys are doing a ton of content, for example, yeah. and there's lots of discussions, you know, Facebook and Instagram, and how do you work with those companies in order to grow your own audiences? I mean, we certainly are challenged with that every single day. We're always trying to figure out, do those audiences, are they their audiences, or they our audiences, right. and et cetera. How do you think about those things?
0: It's hard, because obviously, at the end of the day, we are getting revenue from advertising, and mm-hmm. so are they. But they're also getting our message out there and marketing our content. And even with the recent changes in Facebook, because mm-hmm. you know that's, that's the hard part is not having control. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, they are really helping get our content into people who want this type of content. And so we've done great partnerships with them in different ways. You know, we're doing videos with Facebook on, right. their, on their watch programs. You know, we've been just working with these guys since the beginning. Instagram is our largest growth right now. That is where our audience is. And... We have to just keep creating so much content on Instagram. That's is it mostly is.
1: video or
0: it's both. It's uh, in the feeds and but you know, so one of the things we recently did, for example, was you know, Pop Sugar has all these different verticals that we mm-hmm. go into. So fashion, beauty, food, fitness, and we decided instead of having twelve different Instagram handles, let's let's fold Smart. them into four. Yeah. And what are those four main categories? So we have like our Pop Sugar main page, which is everything that Pop Sugar covers. And then we did fitness, moms, and beauty um, because those are, you know, just three huge categories for us um, separately of everything else we do. So um, we're really building and giving those audiences what they want. Because, for example, our audiences love food if it's beautiful and decadent and Mm -hmm. delicious looking, but not our fitness audience. So we didn't want to throw fitness and food together in the same stream because our fitness audience who wants the workouts, they want healthy eating, they don't want to see the donut. Yeah. Um, So really studying, and this goes back to the days of like when I was in advertising looking at analytics all day thinking I wanted to get away from that, I do it all day long on the content side. And we create these playbooks and we are really looking at Facebook beauty is, you know, eight years younger than our Instagram beauty. I mean, and then how do we make that content a little more catered to somebody younger? So we really have to think about each platform differently. And it's, I mean, it's more work. But the payoff is great because you get to see people interacting and really enjoying what you're creating.
1: And then you can really clearly look at the analytics around yeah. that demographic too. Yeah. So, And how does moms different. break into that? Because moms like food and yes. they like fitness.
0: Yeah, Actually, one of the things we decided was to not do moms on Instagram and do them on Facebook because we felt that creating mom content on Instagram was not right for us mm-hmm. but on Facebook. They crush it and kill it all day long. And it's everything from, you know, fun memes to, you know, Get me through the day, or tell me how you know other moms juggle their morning. I mean, they're just interested in hearing what other moms are doing, as well as really emotional, heartwarming stories. Those do really, really well for us. Hearing how other moms are just, you know, doing it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's terrific. That relatable or emotional content they they like.
1: And how about your founding story? I get this question from a lot of entrepreneurs too. That how much do you invoke your founding story onto pop sugar and i know you're out speaking a lot about sort of the brand story and sort of like how much do you put that into some of the social that you guys do Uh,
0: i have very early on decided i did not want this to be about lisa sugar Mm -hmm. part of the reason for the name being pop sugar Mm -hmm. right when um when i had started a lot of the competitors and other folks who had started around the same time had their names as their website Mm -hmm. that was it But I was like, this has to be bigger than me. I don't know anything about fitness. I'm going to hire awesome fitness people who know what they're doing. I had just become a mom, but I didn't want this to be a mommy place. Like I wanted this to be for moms who are interested in fashion and beauty and lots of other things. So very early on, I wanted to make sure it wasn't only driven by my voice. Mm -hmm. And also I wanted, you know, diversity in opinions. So I wanted to be able to hire people who could talk about things that, you know, so that was a very early on message um, in our, in our brand. Um, it, it's always fun to meet people and they're like, oh, I didn't know there actually was like at least a sugar or sugar was a part of the name of the name of the company. Mm-hmm. So that's always fun. Last year I did write a book um, called Powder Happy, which and was great. Thank you. yeah that's and awesome. I felt wise enough at that point like okay, the company's 10 years old. People do ask the founding story all the time. they don't know that it is this married couple behind it. So I did spend a lot of time more so becoming, you know, just the face and telling our story and getting that out there. And, and that felt really great. It's still not the number one driving mm-hmm. thing that that is the day-to-day message on our sites. I mean, when the sales team is out there talking about our brand, they'll say it originated with Lisa and right. Brian, but where it is today is very much about, you know, an every girl and, you know, this inclusive environment so that anyone who comes on the site feels like they can belong. And we have, you know, what we call sort of pop sugar principles. And it's that idea of like positivity and passionate and purposeful like I want you to come to the site and learn something so all these things that were very early on in the DNA of the company Mm -hmm. with, with me behind it with the team is still there
1: yeah I think it's in conversations that I have with entrepreneurs though you come up a lot I mean, like as somebody that... No, and and I think that that means that you're doing something right. I mean, it's... I always talk about that these large brands, whether it's... And and I think it's applicable in your category too, that I think it's the challenge that large brands have today and large brands and, you know, my category of... Whether it's soda or sunscreen or whatever, like I think yours are the big networks, right? No one knows who started those. And I think that you sort of lose the heart. You lose the, you know the trust that's behind there, it's also a somewhat scary place to be, too, because it's, you can't mess up, or right. maybe you can mess up a little bit, but you can't be...
0: Well, these days, it's very hard to put yourself out there. Totally. You know? And I think being comfortable with that definitely takes a certain level of confidence. Yeah. I hated public speaking, and so to go out there and Talk about that book all day long. I was like, "This yeah. is not." I want to be talking about the video that we're going to create on the site, and I love being behind the scenes and being with the team. Um, and that is that more important to me. But at the same time, whatever needs to get done for the brand is and the greater good of the company, right? Which
1: I remember you telling me that. There. Yeah, that you did that. Uh-huh. So. I always try and do that as well. Like yeah. I really figure out things that I'm really afraid of and then I go and tackle yeah. them and then I force the issue yes. and try and figure out like what are the things and I create a journal to try and figure out. And you it's know, great right? yeah. when
0: you're like, I've figured out how to fall asleep the night before I have to speak somewhere. Like that, yeah. instead of being up all nervous all night, I've like, figured out how I need to just like
1: close my mind off to so it. Uh, well, i it's interesting. I, I was telling somebody this at a talk the other day. He was about to go on stage and he was yeah. very, very nervous. And actually, it was funny because it was an agent. It was a big agent for a lot of celebrity kind of people. Oh, wow. And he said he's never out speaking. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, just go on stage and just pretend that you don't know anybody in the audience and no one really cares about what you're talking about and then (laughs) you can mentally just say now I just need to go talk and that's sort of how I started doing it and then he came to me afterwards after his talk and he said that was the best advice that anyone has ever given me and now I'm going to tell some of the celebrities yes. that I work with the exact same thing to go up on stage because he was even saying being in front of a camera versus yes. like being in front of a large audience is just a very very different thing yes and you know with a camera there's typically not a big audience for a lot of people but with but you know seeing people <laughs> around is somewhat daunting and yes. scary for a lot of people so I love the fact that you had a fear you knew you had a fear yeah. and tackled it and so. I
0: think it's important to every year i everyone says what's your favorite thing about the company it's like you know literally every year something is different yeah so whether it's the book or it's the beauty line or something it's I'm doing very different things than when we started it 10 years ago and yeah it is a lot of scary stuff but yeah so actually my picture will be on the gondola and all the Ulta stores and I was like is that at first I was like is that necessary like yeah. this isn't really about me we yeah don't have
1: to I that. love it
0: and they were like no they need to know who the founder is they need to put a face to like
1: I know, totally agree bud. so Yeah, and and when is that launching? In March. Oh, that's very, very exciting. So where is Lisa Sugar, I don't know, not 10 years from now, because I think that's way far out. But where's Lisa Sugar five years from now?
0: Um, I think Pop Sugar is a brand that's built to last. And as much as there's a lot of competitors out there, I think that we will be standing strong. I think we'll be doing more video, longer form video, with a huge event in New York in June with 15,000 women. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: We should definitely um, talk about I know. that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: that's like, awesome. Oh, it's called uh, Pop Sugar Playground.
1: Wow, fun! So we're
0: calling it uh, like a Wonderland for inspirational panels, and we're doing cool stuff. That's so cool. So that's the other latest. You know, I'm kind of in Ulta Beauty Land now, but Playground is something I'm working it's a lot on. It's coming on, and it is something that you know. Who knows? Are we going to do this every year and oh. make this our, you know, version of what Bonnaroo or Coachella is to music
1: lovers? So. Well, how can you create impact and, and inspire? I mean, it sounds- now let's just marry
0: the two. Mm-hmm. Let's create this really great place where people want to be at, but let's also bring in the inspirational angle where people can learn. And so it's the idea that, you know, there's this whole playful side, but then there's this very grounded side where you can,
1: you know, learn for yourself for the, and great or good for you. Yeah. Well, I love the idea of creating your own events. Yes. So it's sort of like creating your own holidays, right? Right. So that's the key thing. That's awesome. Cool. Well, this has been amazing Thank and you. really really fun. Yeah, thanks for coming and we'll maybe we'll do a follow-up to this yes. after the launch and maybe there's you can yeah. share some lessons learned along the way of launching into a new category, Good. launching into, you know, a big partnership it'd be really fun to get you back. For sure. So, okay. Cool. Thanks Thank so much. You. Thank you. You can also learn more about Lisa Sugar and the incredible things she's doing with Pop Sugar on popsugar.com. I have a huge announcement. I love giving away things that are so dear to my heart, like hint water. So, for the next three months, I'll be choosing five lucky listeners to win a year's supply. All you have to do to enter is go to Kara Golden. That's K A R A G O L D I N dot com slash iTunes and leave a meaningful review for the show. That's it. And if I see you tweeting it out and tagging me at Kara Golden, you will increase your chances of being picked. And please be sure to spread the word with your family and friends. And thanks for listening to Unstoppable with Kara Golden. So much for listening to Unstoppable. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to spotlight? Please talk to me at karagolden.com. Until next time, be unstoppable. Addictive nature of modern nutrition is important. Obesity and diabetes epidemic.